Hi loves, welcome to the Courage Project podcast or welcome back if this is not your first time listening. I am so excited to be recording this solo episode for you. It's been such a long time. How are you? Like, how are you really? Let's just settle in. Let's take a breath together on your own time. Inhale. And let it all out with a sigh. <sighs> oh, yeah, I needed that. Honestly, I feel like I've been just feeling a little disconnected from my podcast. Like It just doesn't feel like the highest, truest expression of myself lately. And I think it's been a real challenge and learning curve doing this. It's been what now? I started, I think it was June 20th that I launched, so, oh, just over a month, and it's, it's just been, like, I think I haven't had the time to pause and really reflect and redirect my energy or, like, what's going right, what's going wrong, and I finally did have the time to sit down a little and kind of just sit with the podcast and see how I'm feeling about it, how I'm liking the direction it's going, and... It just didn't feel, it just kind of felt a little bit misaligned. So this chat, I kind of want to just make it a little bit of a girl's chat. I got my matcha here, iced matcha. If you can hear that. Um, Oat milk, iced matcha with oat milk. (laughs) I tried making it with almond milk the other day and not it. Let me tell you, oat milk is just so good and creamy. Anyways, I hope you got your little bevy with you. I am just picturing us two together right now having a little chat over our matcha or coffee or whatever your drink of choice is. And yeah, just catching up. It's currently Sunday, July 31st, if anyone is listening to this in the future. (laughs) And I just moved home, actually. from So I was living in Calgary and I moved home to BC, my small town. And I just moved home on Friday. So I just want to kind of go into a little bit of my reasoning behind this move because it's really exciting and it was a super difficult choice for me to make. But in working with my coach and just my own mindset stuff, I've really managed to make this experience that was really stressful and a little bit scary for me to shift into an empowering experience. So what I'm doing right now is I'm pretty much just landing at home for about three months. That's tentative. I don't know for sure yet because what's really strong on my heart is travel. And I just get these like really intuitive feelings like so strongly on my heart that are just so strong. I can't even ignore them, you know, like it's just this, just this message that comes through me. And it's what I felt towards um, my school when I was knowing I needed to drop out. And same with, uh, I don't know if I ever told you this. I'm not sure, but I had a job after I dropped out of school for like (laughs) four days. (laughs) And I dropped out, or I mean, I quit my job because I just had this really, really strong knowing that it was like, the place was not aligned, the people, there was some really good people there, but some of the people I just was not aligned with, and just, yeah, it was, it was a big scary move for me to quit my job and just go into really, like, nothing. I mean, I had social media, but at the time wasn't really making much of an income from it, and still is, like, 
scattered income anyways. So uh, I was kind of entering a bit of a void more or less there. And I, so coming back, that's the kind of feeling that I felt towards this travel. It was nothing that was really on my heart that strongly before until like it just was. And what I really was feeling and I am still feeling is this deep non-attachment to material things and to money in the way that I've seen it before in the terms of like wanting money to buy things. So this was all very new, new for me and what I really wanted to do was go travel and experience life and meet people and learn from people and learn from experiences. And my reasons and my my dreams for this travel has kind of evolved over the last, I mean, it's only been like a month, maybe, not even a month, probably. Um, But what I'm at right now is I really want to go to somewhere in Southeast Asia. So my three places right now are Bali, India, and Thailand that I'm between. I might just do one, I might do all three. But I want to go really immerse myself in the culture meet the locals, um, just like really immerse myself in the experience of the way that they experience the world and just open myself to new perspectives and let that trip guide me into like this next version of myself. It just feels very aligned with uh, the person I'm stepping into and it feels like very necessary for me to step into that person. Like These experiences traveling feel very necessary. So Another thing that I really want to do while I'm abroad in these eastern countries is do my yoga teacher training. So that's another thing that I've been looking into right now, which is really exciting. And I think there's just no better place to do it than like right at the source, right where they really embody the lifestyle and do it in the jungle in this like luxe environment and just live there and eat there and just, yeah adapt to that yogic lifestyle. So that's really what's on my heart right now. And it's so aligned with me. So it's just like, I'm so excited. I'm looking into dates and programs there. And it's looking like it's going to be about late October that I'll go. Potentially. So it's coming up kind of soon. I need to kind of get it figured out to book like a plane ticket. But That's why I moved home is so that I could have because my lease was going to end at the end of November. So it would have been a barrier for me and it was a barrier for me holding me in Calgary, holding me down. Otherwise, everything was just I had nothing holding me down in my life. I was completely free. So I managed to wiggle my way out of the lease and now we're free. I'm home. Just it worked out really well to just touch down at home base, move some of my things home. I got rid of a lot of my stuff, but move some of my things home, save that last few months of rent and really put it towards traveling because I was just thinking like I didn't have anything holding me in Calgary anymore. I used to go there for school, but without having that holding me in Calgary, it was like, why am I paying like a thousand dollars a month a rent in Calgary when I could be putting that towards going and traveling the world and experiencing it and just living anywhere in the world? Like, it just didn't even make sense to me in my mind. It's just like a no-brainer. So that's why I'm home. It's just, I'm so grateful to have this here too and just to have this available to me and have my parents' support. 
And I'm almost done with talking about my move, but I have one more point because I think this is important for a mindset shift. It was going to be this really scary move for me because honestly, like I've been doing a lot of work on myself, but that was by myself and I wasn't in an environment that was really testing me because I always find that when I do come home and I'm surrounded by people that I used to be with when I was like older versions of myself and I'm in places that I used to be in when I was older versions of myself. It just brings me back to older behavior patterns and thought patterns and those just no longer serve me. So I was worried and nervous to be in an environment again that's going to test that, especially because I really value my independence and I really have worked hard for the person that I've become and the beliefs and thought patterns and actions that I've unlearned as well as all the things that I've learned and implied into my life. Implied? Applied. (laughs) That I've applied into my life. Anyways, but when I talked to my coach about this, we really worked through my mindset and after our conversation, we've talked about it for maybe like 15, 20 minutes and I just was like so excited and we really reframed it into this empowering experience where I get to go home and I get to be in environments that's going to test all the work that I've done on myself, which is so important for one, for me, as I step into this next chapter of travel to have that stability within myself, that rootedness of being able to maintain my true self and show up as my true self regardless of the circumstances or whatever else is going on in the external environment. And it's just going to be this empowering experience that's going to strengthen that within me to a level that I wouldn't have ever been able to obtain just by living on my own. So this is such a unique experience and it's going to be so crucial in getting me prepared to then step into my life's work and this next life experience, which is going to be travel and living in another country with a different lifestyle. So that was a really empowering, really powerful mindset reframe. And that's what's gotten me into the situation I am now sitting in my childhood bedroom, (laughs) recording this episode for you. And so I had gotten a few questions around living alone in a new city, moving, and creating new community. So I thought I would kind of weave these all into one, using my experience in this time, perfect timing, to help people that may be in a situation where they're living alone in a new city, or moving, or maybe same as me, going back home with your parents. That's a different situation too, so... I have a few little points to talk about, but quick little sip of matcha first before we get into it. Cheers. Okay. So first I want to talk a bit about living alone in a new city because that was the previous phase that I was in that I'm just kind of transitioning out of, but I will be transitioning back into as I travel and move abroad. So it's like I'm in this like moving sandwich. Like I just kind of like stuck myself in the middle. (laughs) if that makes sense. But I think one thing that most people really struggle with is making friends. I think that's probably the biggest fear. And I really think that I had Instagram to thank for a lot of the friends that I made because it was so easy to connect with people that are in Calgary. I just like 
randomly found people and then I guess had the courage, maybe I wouldn't have ever before, but I just had the courage to ask people, do you want to go for coffee? And I did a lot of coffee dates, let me tell you. But it was the best thing because I met these friends that you already know you have something in common with them, something that's pretty prevalent in your life, whether that's fitness because you're both fitness content creators or fashion because you're both fashion content creators. I did do fashion for a little while if anyone's been around since like January. I had a little phase there. That was a really, really useful tactic to meet people. And I think that even if you're not a content creator, you can still use Instagram or other social media to meet people just by, I don't know, like searching hashtags or even connecting with your favorite creators. Like creators aren't ever gonna be opposed. I mean, to the extent that I know them, (laughs) most creators, let's say, aren't gonna be opposed to meeting new people that they feel connected with. So it's like, if you reached out to creators and just start conversations with them, reply to their stories, if that's someone that you think you would genuinely be friends with, then do that and just ask like, do you wanna go for coffee? Most people are so open and if not, What's the worst that can happen? If they're not, if they say no, then like, that's okay. You're never gonna see them again anyways, probably, you know? I just think in my own situation, like if I ever get the opportunity to connect and interact with any of you on Instagram and DMs, it's literally my favorite thing to do ever. Like just chatting about the things that I've posted on my story or on your story or just life. I literally love talking in my DMs, so most people do, that I know anyways. (laughs) And even if you're not on social media, Instagram, you're like, "Mm, Elise, this is not sounding like my kind of thing to make friends. This took a lot of getting out of my comfort zone, but it was also really, really powerful for my growth. I made a few friends just through going up to people in a cafe and saying hi. And it was scary for me. So I feel you when you're like hearing this and you're like, "Mm, Elise, no thanks. Like, who do you think I am? But it was really one of those moments in my life where I was just like, screw it. Like, what's the worst that can happen if if it goes bad, I'll never see these people again kind of thing. And so you just got to put your ego aside. You got to put everything on the line, really, and just go put yourself out there say hi, bring your full self to the conversation. And the worst thing that happens is you have a nice little chat and then that's the last you ever hear of them. I mean, that doesn't sound so bad to me. So I think two really powerful ways to find friends is through social media. One, because you already know that you've got something in common with them. The other way, going up to people in a cafe or other places that you love to hang out And just introducing yourself and letting the conversation go where it may and just being your full self, bringing your full self to the conversation and just connecting on that level. So there's two ways. And I guess along the line of the cafes is getting out of your comfort zone to go to things like events and workshops and classes that are about something that you find interesting or that you're passionate about. And just be friendly with the people there and put yourself out there. Same thing, you got nothing to lose. And when you're in those events, like say you're into art, 
or even if you're not, like, go to a painting class. I actually, I'm saying this, I've never done it, but I really want to do that, and that's something I'm gonna do while I'm here, home again. (laughs) But I'll come back to that later. Anyways, it's really putting yourself into this place where you already know you're going into an environment that you share something in common, especially if it's something creative-based, or maybe it's like a woman in business event, or... Um, something at the school, like a student's event around maybe a hobby or something, you already know you share that thing that the class is based around in common. Or even yoga class. Like, I've met a few people just talking after yoga class, and you already know you share something very similar or similar values because you're in that same location, right? And even just the act of going up and having that conversation is getting out of your comfort zone, and it's also gonna really help you to build the confidence to keep doing that because you kind of proved to yourself that I can do this and like you made it out okay so you can still do it again you know you really proved to yourself that you are capable of more than you think you are so I think there's a lot of power in that and putting yourself in this vulnerable space that's such a beautiful place to connect around Well, I'm just thinking now, all of these things that I'm saying kind of go off the assumption that you have a certain level of self-confidence to put yourself out there because all of those situations, you kind of are putting yourself out there. So if, if all of these are feeling really uncomfortable to you, I'm trying to think of what would be a really good starting point. I honestly feel like if you're feeling uncomfortable putting yourself out there, a good starting point would be to go to an event or a class or a workshop that is around something you're really passionate about because that'll be what's really most easy for you to connect with someone with because you already know something you can have a conversation about is whatever you're going to that class for. And I challenge you to do it because even though it is uncomfortable, that's the situation you need to be in to make these relationships and these connections. It's gonna be from those uncomfortable situations, so... I hope that some of those are useful for you. If you are feeling uncomfortable around those, I challenge you to do it even more because I know, I feel you. Like I've I've been there. I've been in the place where I'm timid and shy and shrinking myself and holding my myself back and it's just so so empowering and it really changed my life to just put it all out there. And it wasn't easy, but I I did it and It's been the best thing that I've ever done for myself, truly. I mean, the friendships that I've made have been more true and aligned with me and more supportive and fruitful than I'd ever known friendship to be before. And I can't stress enough that it's so important to have these connections that you feel are supportive of you and you feel are nourishing and energizing because... That's what friendship should be. And that's what you get to create when you're going at it from a place of being your full self and in your full truth. And one last thing I want to go into around living alone in a new city if you've just moved is redefining your perception of who you are. Because we learn to know and understand ourselves in a certain way Oftentimes based on the environment that we're in and the people we're surrounded by and all these other factors. 
But this opportunity in moving to a new city is this beautiful opportunity to not even in the eyes of other people. Like, it doesn't matter what other people think. You're not thinking about what they are going to perceive you as, but how do you choose to now perceive yourself? And you get to have the opportunity to really question and be inquisitive about how you understand yourself and where you got these beliefs from. And you now have the opportunity to choose to rewrite those beliefs if you don't feel that they serve you and you don't feel aligned with them anymore. And the reason why it's such a unique opportunity when you're moving into a new city is because you don't have those pressures to almost show up as this version of yourself that these people that you know understand you and know you as. Especially if you're on this journey of self-development, of spiritual development, which really is just getting to know yourself and understand yourself at a deeper level, you are evolving and changing and some people will grow with you and will evolve with you, but there's also this level of acceptance you need to be able to come to that some people will just fall away. And this could be temporary, but you have to have this level of willingness to lose whatever is necessary to lose in order to become this next truest version of yourself. And the people that are meant to be there will be there, and maybe the people that fall out will come back into your life as they're meant to, as you're ready for each other to connect on this truer level. So I think it's really important that you actually set aside the time to do this self-reflection and intention setting and ask yourself, like, who am I? How do I currently define myself? And in doing this, you don't need to just say the things that are like your job and I'm a mom and I'm a daughter and all these things. Those are all part of you. But who are you really? Who do you see yourself as? And the next part of this that I think often gets skipped is accepting that version of yourself where you are now. This is so important because that level of acceptance and that place of acceptance is the place from which you can then build a foundation of the new version of yourself. And by new, I mean just more true version of yourself. And I think that's almost in my own self and spiritual development journey, I missed that at first. I never heard anyone tell me to accept what myself where I'm at. So I was just very unhappy with myself and resenting myself and resenting the parts of myself that didn't serve me. And I think that really, really delayed and stunted my growth for a long period of time. And it's still something that I'm working through because that's just been this way of thinking that's been so deeply ingrained in me is to hate the parts of me that aren't serving me. So it takes a lot of consciousness for me to actually work to accept these parts before I start to then build upon them, to lean into them and take them in a direction that is now going to serve me. Because I think building a version of yourself on this level of hatred or resentment for certain parts of yourself is building something on a very unstable foundation. 
And it's teaching yourself to think that way about every little bit of your life and always going to leave you dissatisfied because if you are setting the baseline thought to be, I must have something about myself that I dislike in order to change, then you can see how you're going to be constantly in this thought cycle of finding things about yourself that you dislike. Whereas accepting, you kind of choose to evolve and grow and become yourself from a place of loving yourself where you're at. And it also just makes you love life more and love other people more and just have this new appreciation for all the little things. I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, and this was very true for me too in transitioning to moving back home with my parents after living on my own. And if anyone else is in that situation, it can be a really hard transition to make because you've established this level of independence and even just societally to have been off on your own, have left home, and then to be giving up that independence and moving back into your parents' house. Well, I, you know, I say losing your independence, but it's almost just not so much losing your independence as it is obtaining a new level of independence because you actually have to be so intentional to create independence within this environment that is your family environment, your home environment that you grew up in. So it it actually is really, I'm thinking about this now, is achieving a new level that is a deeper level of independence because you actually have to be intentional about creating independence, whereas when you're living alone, you kind of just get it. But aside from the perceived challenge of moving back home with your parents, is also the implications that come along with moving back to your hometown, which for me is a small town. And it's moving back to this small town, this hometown, after growing and evolving and changing, as you do, and as everyone does. I mean, going back to this old environment as a new person can be really testing as to being able to maintain this new identity that you've created of yourself, this truer identity, when you're in these old environments that, I know for myself anyways, I can speak for myself, that I feel a tendency to revert back to old ways when I'm in older environments, and I feel less comfortable being this true version of myself and bringing this true version of myself to the table in those situations. So... This was a big obstacle for me moving home that I was just really worried about. And I think what's really helped me is I've set this very strong intention to create a new experience of this familiar, of this old environment. So in that, I want to come here and not just automatically revert back to my old ways and It's this coming into it with strong intention and conscious awareness around the people that I'm actually choosing to surround myself with and the environments I'm putting myself in and actually really intentionally creating a new experience of this hometown, this small town that I've grew up in for 19, 20 years of my life. For me, what this looks like is existing in different environments that I never used to exist in. Like, I now have a very strong passion for yoga, as you can probably tell that I'm going to do my yoga teacher training. Um, 
but going into yoga class and just like I said when I was in the big city meeting new friends like meet new friends there but that feeling that feeling of being drawn back to those same people maybe those same environments that you used to inhabit it's also that comes from a level of unconsciousness like that really just happens naturally because you just that's what you knew right you come back to an environment and that's what you know like we we as humans are just wired to do what's known what's easiest and like kind of just take the easiest route so that's where i'm choosing to bring this new level of consciousness and new level of intention into everything that i'm doing here and the people i surround myself in the environments i put myself in and even just down to like creating a new experience of when i go out for my walks like choosing to go on a different route that i've never been before or just choosing to be so present to really experience the walk in a way that's so different than I ever have. And what I mean by that is notice little things like notice a new house or an old house that you just never noticed before or notice the trees, notice these different things that you never would have picked up on before and just create this fascination around what you are so familiar with and create this new experience of it. And so like I said before about the painting class, I said I was going to get back to it. So what I really want to do is go to things like that, like a painting class and just put myself in these creative environments and just meet people through that. Honestly, this is going to be a lot of really being intentional about creating new boundaries. And that kind of brings me into the last little piece I wanted to talk on because I think this is such an important one just in any dynamic that you're entering or just already existing in is establishing new boundaries with both myself, with my family, with my friends and new dynamics in these relationships and honoring myself in old relationships so that they can support this version of me. Like I said before, some of this comes with the acceptance and the openness to the fact that some relationships may fall away. And I think this is just something that you have to understand as part of life, is that no relationship, no thing that you have, no job, nothing, nothing is guaranteed. And to be holding on to these relationships or jobs or whatever it is, but we'll talk about relationships, to be holding on to these relationships with such a tight grasp to cling to them is not only doing yourself a disservice, but it's also doing them a disservice because you're not showing up as your truest self because you, you deep down don't feel aligned with it. And you can see how that's just not a beneficial situation to be in for yourself or for the other person because by clinging on to that relationship, you're holding that person also back from other relationships that they would have entered or this other path that they would have taken on their life that's more aligned with their own purpose. Now, in accepting that, it's also very important to note that other relationships, like your family, for example, you may not be willing to lose. And so it's important to make sure that these relationships are healthy and that you are honoring yourself in these relationships, this version of yourself, especially if it is a relationship with family or someone else that you, you have known for a long time. So the best way to do this really is establishing boundaries, being very diligent about actually following these boundaries. And what that can look like is asking yourself, what do I need from this relationship? 
And what can I give to this relationship? Because you can't give all of yourself to every relationship, right? So it's it's really important to understand what you do intend to give to that relationship to make it flourish and thrive. A healthy relationship needs to be one that does support both sides of the relationship. And along with boundaries as well is creating those boundaries with yourself. Like, what will you tolerate from other people? What environments will you enter or not enter? How will you create a space for yourself in this old environment that does serve you and support this new version of yourself? What do you need in that space? How are you going to show up in these relationships, in any environment or situation, just in general? How will you show up in this new space to make it a place that supports this version of yourself? And how can you maintain maybe habits that you've developed in other environments that you want to carry forward with you? Or take this as an opportunity to assess what's not working for you right now and get rid of those things. It's just such this beautiful alchemizing place where you get to start from almost a ground zero again. If you so choose to though, that's where the intention comes in. And that's where I know it's going to be a challenge to actually maintain that because it it is, if you lose that consciousness, like you have to be so diligent with that consciousness because if you lose that, that's exactly when you start to revert back into old ways, which is okay. And oftentimes those are safety mechanisms that do serve us to an extent, or maybe they used to serve us. So that's why we revert back to them. It's also the compassion to allow yourself to go back into those ways and to accept yourself when you do. But having that awareness, that consciousness, to catch yourself when you're doing it, to actually notice it. And then from there, you can be like, okay, I'm noticing myself in this situation starting to go back into this behavior pattern or this thought pattern. I am going to now go change that and act in a different way that serves me now. And what's really important in these situations that you're going into, especially if you're moving back into a home space with your parents or family members, or even if you're moving in with a new roommate, is solidifying what is your energetic space and what is theirs. Right? So you can accept them for who they are and accept their beliefs and their thoughts for what they are, but allow that to just be that and not feel the need to adopt that and to kind of absorb it and take it on as yourself. Establishing what is your energetic space aside from theirs so that you can almost have this little bit of a energetic barrier in coming from these people-pleasing tendencies and ways of shrinking myself and adopting other people's opinions and thoughts and just trying to be understood not allow other people's energetic spaces or other people's energy that doesn't serve me to creep into mine. So this is almost like a reflection on my current mindset of what I'm doing around moving home or even how I did act moving towards a new city. But I just wanted to reflect on that for anyone else that's going through a similar transition or transition of any sort, or maybe it's just in a place where you want to make new friends or need new boundaries and need to protect your energy a little bit more or want to create a new community in the place that you're currently existing in. This applies to so many different situations and 
I hope that someone else can learn and resonate with my situation and pick some nuggets from there and apply it to your own situation. So I hope you enjoyed our little matcha chat today, just kind of catching up and discussing boundaries and moving to a new city, living alone in a new city, moving back home with your parents, all of the things that come with all of those situations. And thank you for listening in. I am so grateful to have shared this space with you today, to have just had the chance to sit down with you and chat. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really, really appreciate if you gave me a review on Apple Podcasts and just let me know what you loved about it over there. Um, that's the best way to communicate with me or let me know on Instagram, send me a DM, share it with a friend. All of these things are truly so helpful for me in being able to get this podcast out in front of more ears and expand this beautiful community. And in wrapping up this episode, I want to leave you with a quote I've been loving lately. Stop worrying how it's going to happen and start believing it will. It's true. It's going to happen, girl. So I appreciate you. I love you. And I hope you have the most beautiful rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye!